Hi friends, this is Surabi bringing you episode 5 of Mom Strength. You're going to want to tune into this episode if you're someone who's been struggling with finding energy. You know, you've tried your fancy green smoothies and you're just struggling to see, you know, why am I so tired? Uh, Why am I slugging through this day? Uh, And I'm going to give you five simple strategies that is going to help you find that energy. But before we get started... Welcome to Mom Strength, a podcast and movement to empower, educate, and showcase mom strength inside and out. I'm your host, Surabi Veach, physiotherapist and fitness coach, also known as the Passionate Physio. Join me for discussions on movement, mindset, and motherhood, where we raise the bar and challenge the status quo. Get ready for expert interviews and real, honest conversations where we explore physical, mental, and emotional health. Let's celebrate the beautiful diversity and common experiences in all of our journeys. Let's do this. Hey, friends. So we have that million-dollar question, you know, how do I find more energy? And, you know, do you need more coffee? Are you needing more, um, you know, supplements, green smoothies? You know, there's many answers to this question. There's no one answer for everyone. And that's why I want to give you five options, five simple, um, not easy habits, but simple in the sense that they don't, they're not uh, rocket science. You know, you can, if you can figure out ways to incorporate these five habits into your day, Trust me, they are going to help you feel way more energized. And often, even just incorporating one of these five habits, let's say you're not really uh, doing one of them, you know, incorporating that in is going to start to help contribute to uh, positive energy changes. So, and this, you know, one caveat too, you know, as a new parent, your sleep is less than ideal. Your sleep may be disrupted because your baby's waking at nighttime for feeds. And all of that is, it is an exhausting period uh, of our lives. But like we, humans have evolved to do this. You know, it's not like babies only now are doing that, are waking through the night. Babies have always done this. But I think one of the things that we see as new parents is unrealistic expectations of, you know, what that first year postpartum is going to look like. You know, we assume that we're going to have this baby within six weeks, we'll be cleared to exercise and things will be back to normal. And understanding what a realistic timeline is postpartum is very, um, very useful because that helps set yourself up for success versus feeling like you're lagging behind or you're not doing something like as you should. And so just keep that in mind is that, you know, if you're extra tired in that first year postpartum, that's okay. That's pretty normal, especially because your body is still replenishing, still healing, and sleep is likely less than ideal. Now, this is you know, you can still follow these five habits if you're a new new parent, because I follow these, uh, and I I often integrate these into my life to see, okay, where do I need? Um, how can I find more energy? And so we're gonna get started. Habit number one is movement. So movement is, you know, pretty self-explanatory because a I'm a physiotherapist and a postpartum fitness coach. So I strongly believe in movement. Um, and movement is something that I find that a lot of people after they have babies, it you know, especially people who are previously active, they're suddenly far less active and um, less activity actually leads to mo- less energy. So it's kind of counterintuitive because you think, oh, but I don't want to expend more energy to exercise. And of course, exercising is expending some energy. But if you're exercising and moving in a way that's actually going to help 
uh, boost your endorphins, bring you joy, and kind of pump up your energy, then it can be a huge win. So when I say, you know, movement, there's a reason I chose the word movement over exercise. Um, exercise kind of gives you that connotation that you have to be wearing like matching sports bra and leggings and like work out for 45 minutes for it to count. But movement is just that, it's movement. So my one tip is to get movement in the morning. So ideally before noon, I want you to get some movement in. What that means for you is is your yours to choose. So for you, that might be turning on your favorite song and dancing Um, after breakfast or it might mean doing 20 squats and 20 bicep curls because you know you like those exercises and they're fun for you and they kind of help boost your energy or it might mean going for a five minute jog before you sit down to do your desk work if you're working um, at a desk Um, you know these are options and it doesn't have to take half hour or 45 minutes or an hour for it to count remember that the goal right now with movement is to boost your energy so find Find short little bursts of movement to help boost your energy, even if you don't feel like it. And this is the caveat too, is like people wait to feel motivated to move. And we've talked about this before is motivation is one of those myths. So if you are waiting to, you know, find more energy, let's say you wake up and you're exhausted because you've only slept, you know, five hours uh, and your baby was up through the night. Um, and those five hours were disrupted, you know, don't expect yourself to have energy or feel like moving. So you may not feel like moving, but I still want you to try it. Try setting a timer for one minute or two minutes. Keep it short uh, and give it a try and do it in the morning because most of the time you're going to find that that actually helps you feel better. It provides a little boost uh, for your mood and for your body to kind of help you get through that day. If you're somebody who likes uh, scheduling things in too, I recommend kind of doing it consistently so you have a consistent routine a morning routine of where you move Uh, and again it doesn't have to be an entire workout but I definitely want you to aim for movement in the morning if you're finding your uh, mornings and days are feeling sluggish and you're relying heavily on caffeine to get through those days so that's tip number one tip number two is um, food right so we we obviously all know we need to eat but also making sure that you're eating regularly throughout the day and you know as you moms this is one thing that I realized is I was kind of going through a big chunk of the day without eating and then like eating everything in the evenings when you know evening once um, my daughter went to bed this was when I had my first and even now even now with two kids it's even harder to kind of make sure that I'm actually getting Um, my meals regularly and this is even harder when you're on mat leave or if you're at home Um, because when you're at work you almost have like that lunchtime you know built into your your daily schedule but when you're at home or you're setting your own work hours you really have to honor and build in um, snack or meal breaks and make sure you're actually eating you know I was working with a with a client who um, you know she is in the healthcare field and she works, you know, 11 hour days, some days. And she's like, yeah, I just don't eat or drink water because, you know, that may, that way I don't have to go to the bathroom or like, you know, I, I don't fall behind even more. And that's a choice that we make as adults is to do that because your body may be okay in the short term, but something's got to give. If you're not feeding yourself regularly or hydrating regularly, um, other processes in your body 
you know, aren't going to be happening. And it's going to take away energy from your joints, your muscles, and, you know, your alertness because your body has to conserve that extra or that little bit of energy it has you know, to um, help your regular metabolism keep going, your regular, your organs keep functioning. Keep that in mind is if you're constantly skipping meals or you're not eating at regular frequencies, that it's, um, it could have a long-term detrimental effect. And even a short-term, you may feel low energy and you may be seeking foods um, or caffeine to help boost your energy instead of just eating a meal when you should be. So one thing that I have actually built into my schedule is like breakfast at the same time each day, you know, lunch at the same time each day. And because I'm an entrepreneur, I am working from home. I have the two kids at home right now too. It's important that I do this and it doesn't always get honored. And when it doesn't get honored, I find that I have less energy those days, right? So our body likes routine. It likes to know, okay, noon is coming. Perfect. Serbi is going to put some food in my belly. Like there's that expectation that you build around that. Um, so that's something else to think about. And then what you put in your mouth, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. So I, I'm going to have a nutritionist uh, and a dietitian on later on uh, in a different episode. But for now, I want you to think about what you're putting in your body. Does it have protein? Does it have fats? Uh, does it have carbohydrates? You know, is it a complete meal or is it uh, a plain bagel with like butter, right? Which doesn't really have protein. It doesn't have any vegetables. Um, so balancing out your meals, um, you know, if one meal once in a while ends up being like that, it's not a big deal. Your body's going to be able to cope. But if regularly your meals don't have the nutrients that you need, again, your body is working um, with less in, in less than ideal conditions, which may explain why your energy is low. So another thing that I've been trying to do uh, personally is incorporating more veggies in with my breakfast uh, and my lunch. And I usually hit one of those two meals. It's sometimes more challenging for me to build it into both meals, but it's something to work towards, right? So don't set the bar so high that you're going to fail. If you are currently not eating any protein for your breakfast, maybe start there. Or if you're not getting enough fat, you know, maybe start there. Fats are important in our diet, especially as women, as menstruating people, um, avocados, walnuts, nuts and seeds. You know, there's so many ideas, um, especially for my fellow vegetarians out there. Um, there's so many plant-based ideas as well uh, for vegans as well. So lots of ideas. And this may be some one of those things where speaking with a dietitian or a holistic nutritionist could be helpful for you or a naturopathic doctor because they provide tons of information on food sources of energy. Um, just like plants need sunshine and water and to grow like we need we need those things as well and that's going to bring me to my third and my fourth um, energizing habit so my third one is hydration so hydration is one of the most underestimated things I did a poll a few weeks ago and I've done this poll every few months I'll do this poll on Instagram and I ask how many cups of water on average do you drink a day you know, excluding caffeine. And um, I give options like one to three cups, four to five cups, you know, six to seven cups, eight plus cups. And the reality is all of our bodies require different amounts of water because we're all different sizes. We have different metabolic demands. Uh, Some are exercise, you know, heavily. Some are sweat a lot more. Some are breastfeeding or chest feeding. And uh, depending on the climate you live in, if it's really hot out, you may need more water. And an easy, you know, quick check is what's the color of your urine? You know, are you peeing out or 
orange or yellow, bright yellow, or is it a pale yellow in color? Our goal is that nice pale yellow. Uh, and of course, the color can be modified by prenatals or um, multivitamins. Iron pills, for example, can sometimes kind of make it go uh, a little greeny in color. So just keep that in mind. But that's one easy, easy way to check. And another is just, you know, count on average how many cups that you're actually drinking. Um uh, easy ballpark is half of your body weight in fluid ounces of water. So if you weigh 160 pounds, half of that is 80, 80 fluid ounces, which divided by eight, which is eight ounces in a cup, that comes to 10 cups of water on average a day that your body um, needs. And you can add more if you're sweating heavily, exercising, uh, breastfeeding, you know, all of those things take extra demands and water makes up part of every organ, you know, our skin, our muscles, or uh, our obviously our blood. So we definitely need to make sure that we're staying hydrated. But going back to my polls, almost every single time there will be a good number of people who say one to three cups of water a day. And that's just... Again, this is not to shame anybody, but this is just to bring awareness that that's just not enough. And if if there's a reason you don't like drinking water, if it's like the lack of taste or whatnot, you know, there are ways you can boost the flavor, add a slice of cucumber, uh, fresh basil, um, you know, fresh fruit, whatever you need. I like a squeeze of lime and sea salt first thing in the morning, room temperature water. Some people like ice cold water. So do whatever you like, but make sure you're drinking it. Um, I recently actually bought a water bottle that's one liter, which is perfect. So I'm like, okay, for my body size, I need to drink about, you know, minimum about eight cups of water a day. Plus if I'm exercising and since I'm breastfeeding, I just add more. So I I know that if I haven't filled up both cup, bo- filled up the bottle twice and drank it by dinner time, that I'm kind of uh, behind, right? And it's ideal to sip and drink water throughout the day versus, uh, you know, all at the end of the day uh, or all at the beginning. You know, if you're going to choose one, start at the beginning because we do sweat, we do um, lose water in overnight in sweat and our breath. Uh, and so it's important to replenish first thing in the morning, drinking at least two big tall cups of water um, can help kind of start off your your body's craving for more water. That's another thing that um, a lot of people will say when they're not drinking water regularly and then they start to, is that they start to crave more water because their bodies are finally like, oh, you're you're paying attention to me. Okay, I can give you my signals again. Because ultimately, if you drink two or three cups or four cups of water a day and you're not getting signals for thirst, that's because your body's ultimately you know, you've ignored those signals long enough that your body's just not sending those signals uh, or you're not aware of those signals. So it's important to kind of reconnect with your body's needs. Um, and it sounds so simple and basic, and it is. You know, this is something that we as adults, we take for granted. Um, and it's funny because it wasn't until I had kids and I was like obsessed about, okay, making sure she was hydrated and she had her three meals and two snacks a day and all of that fun stuff. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a second, like, am I even doing this for myself? And if I wasn't, and on days that I wasn't, I definitely could feel that my energy was lower. And it's not just energy, it's also your mood. Um, if you're menstruating, it may affect your menstrual cycle if you're not hydrating or eating regularly. So there's a lot of different things that can that can be affected by um, 
disruptions to those two things, the nutrition and hydration. Okay, so that brings me to point number four, which is I mentioned it kind of briefly about what a plant needs is, you know, the sunshine and hydration. Same thing with us. We need sunshine. We need to get outside. And we live, I live in Canada where, you know, parts of the year, there's just, we don't get enough sun for a lot of the year. Um, So if you live somewhere where you get lots of sun, I think that's amazing I love sunshine and if you live somewhere where there's not that much sun for parts of the year it's important that you still get outside because being outdoors uh, in whatever your your landscape is in the snow in the rain um, in the sunshine in the hill you know obviously being outside in really really inclement weather may, may make you feel grumpy but even just a regular routine of getting outside can be so energy boosting. One thing that I recommend to my desk workers or people who are kind of sitting all day is to take a lunch break where you're actually taking a break and even go outside for five minutes. Um, In the summer, this is easy. In the winter, this may not be that appealing. So wait till after your work day and just go for a brief walk. Um, If you are somewhere where you have nature, like a park or, um, you know, somewhere with trees, uh, greenery, um, grass, just even walking outside and absorbing that outdoor outdoors can really be so energy boosting and I notice this in my mood especially if I haven't been outside for a few days in a row um, you know you kind of go stir crazy and our kids are the same you know we know anyone with kids knows that if you force your kids to stay indoors all the time they're not going to be happy Uh, and adults are the same we're just really good at ignoring our needs so it's not that we don't need those same things we're just really good at ignoring them so it's one thing to keep in mind that just because you don't feel like doing those things it doesn't mean you shouldn't um, because your body still has those needs one example I love using about uh, you know around that is toothbrushing I never feel like brushing my teeth I just do it because I like my teeth clean and I want to prevent cavities and tooth decay so you know we don't always have to feel like doing things and if we're waiting to feel like the right time to go outside or the right time to move or we're waiting to feel thirsty or hungry um, especially for someone who has not been honoring your needs for a long time you know you you may need to retrain your body to pay attention to the, to your needs and in the initial part where you're you know building these habits back into your routine you may need to just set a schedule and do it at a, you know a regular time until your body starts to recognize its own hunger and thirst signals um awesome so we've talked about a f- bunch of things we've talked about four things so far movement nutrition uh hydration and um getting outside and then the last one is one of the most important things is sleep in north america in I don't even know what the world statistics on this is right now, but we are highly underslept. So we need sleep. We need sleep for everything, for regeneration, for recovery, um, to process what's happened during our days. As new new moms in particular, we are so sleep deprived. So it's not necessarily an easy choice. We can't just be like, yep, I want to sleep my eight, nine hours because your child may be waking you up. And it's not just for new moms. Like I, from talking to clients with eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds, you know, your kid may still be sleeping in your bed or come into your bed some nights. They may have nightmares or you may have other things going on that may be disrupting your sleep 
And this is one of those things that the easiest way to get a little bit more sleep is to go to bed a few minutes earlier. Um, And when I say a few minutes, I mean even five minutes. You know, it may not seem like a lot, but it's something. So instead of setting the bar so high, like if you're currently going to bed at midnight and your ideal bedtime is 10 p.m., you're not going to be able to cut out two hours of your day right away, you know? So maybe just aim for 11.55 and five minutes earlier, a few nights in a row, and then build that into your routine until that becomes your new bedtime. And I know, I get it. Like as as moms, sometimes it's like the only time we get to ourselves is like late at night. Uh, and I do this all the time where I'm like up super late because I'm I finally have you know, a few hours where I can think and I can get work done or I can watch a show or whatever it is. And I think that that's fair. But if that's your every single night, if every single night you're doing that, your body's going to pay for it. You know, whether it's low energy, whether it's aches and pains, whether it's, um, you know, digestion issues, whatever it is, sleep is like the important, you know, keystone in everything. We need sleep to recover, regenerate, um, we need sleep, you know, we, we can't, we can't argue or ignore that. And the amount of sleep that's ideal for each person is again, going to vary. And you need to sleep enough that you, when you wake up in the morning, you're feeling energetic. And all of these tie in together because if you sleep really well, but you're dehydrated, or if you sleep really well, but you're not moving your body or you're not eating adequately uh, for your body's needs, you may still wake up groggy, right? And these are just five very simple habits to kind of go through and do like a mental scan of your day and say, hmm, maybe I can work on this one thing today. Um, Don't feel like, again, you have to work on everything at once because that is too challenging. It's too challenging to change five things at once. And what ends up happening is you're really excited for a week or two and then you just stop everything because it ends up being overwhelming. So pick the one thing for you that will make the biggest difference. For me, it's usually sleep. You know, going to sleep a few minutes earlier is always going to make a big difference for me. So that's that's what I'm focusing on for this month. I would love to hear from you which one of these five habits that you would like to work on for the next month so that you're having a bit more energy in your life, relying less on, you know, fancy or caffeinated beverages and energy shakes or whatnot. And you can just rely on your whole, your body's innate ability to be energetic. Um, Not, not kind of throwing shade on caffeine by any means, because you like, you know, sometimes it's just delicious and people like it and that's fair, but it is one of those things that if you're relying on that to kind of get you through the day uh, and you don't have to because you can you know integrate in maybe more hydration or a little bit a few minutes of sleep and that starts to make a bigger difference in your life that's great Um, so if none of these tips if you're trying these tips and you're like hey I've tried this like nothing you know my sleep is perfect everything's really good and nothing's working and you're still low energy check in with your and your doctor because there's got to be some kind of explanation and sometimes it's our mental health Uh, you know these are these five energy boosting habits are like I said they're very simple but they're not the whole picture but for a lot of people, these are five things that are very, very, very easily missed. And when I work one-on-one with my clients, we do, I do ask some of these questions and, you know, 
It's often people will come back after, you know, I use the example of hydration. They'll come back after a few days and they'll be like, oh my gosh, my sleep is so much better now that I've drank enough water. And I'm like, yeah, because your your body needs water. And if you're dehydrated, your, your brain is going to be, you know, you're going to feel like you're getting headaches or, you know, neck tension, or you're just going to be more wakeful. Um, you know, sleep may be impacted by that. So Check in with your doctor if um, if you're if you're struggling because these are things that um, small changes may make a big change in your life and uh, it's something that we don't talk about enough because they're not sexy you know it's it's that that fun pill or that supplement you know that's that's fun and that's like ooh what what did you take and that what what helped you but like let's get back to basics and. Let's learn from our kids, you know, when our kids are well fed, when they're drinking enough water, when they're sleeping enough, when they're getting outside, running around and moving their bodies, they feel really good. And we're just bigger versions of kids, you know, as adults, we need those exact same things. I want you to pick one thing and then let me know what it is. Um, you can leave a comment or you can send me a DM. You can share if you're on Instagram, share that you listen to this podcast and tell me what your one thing is going to be for this next month. I would love to hear that. Uh, thank you so much and have a very energized rest of your day. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Mom Strength and being part of this important conversation. Check out the show notes for more info and links, and we'll chat again real soon.